0: You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with a heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My friend, Will Willimon, great Methodist preacher, tells a story about a group of travelers at sea, stranded on a deserted island far, far from home. It's a fable, but not a fairy tale. They're shipwrecked. I don't know the name of their ship. Maybe it was the Ship of Fools. That's the title of a book published by the humanist scholar Sebastian Brandt on the eve of the Reformation. The ship of fools is filled with all kinds of people. Kings, princes, lords, peasants, farmers, riffraff, everybody. They're all on board, headed out to sea, headed for disaster. In Will's story, the survivors of the shipwreck find themselves on a deserted island. It's a beautiful place. There's lots of food and water, but there's one problem. They're alone, with no hope of rescue. What are they going to do? Well, some of them say, uh, there are lots of trees on this island. Let's build a raft. Let's build a boat and sail away. Forgetting that they have no map, they know nothing about navigation, and they're surrounded by thousands of miles of ocean. Others say, well... Let's, let's meditate. Let's get in touch with our true feelings. Let's collect seashells. Build sandcastles. We'll write poetry. We'll look at the beautiful sunsets every evening. A few said, With no hope of rescue, all alone, no future to look forward to, we'll just end our own lives. Three options... For people who live in the modern, postmodern world, the world come of age, as Bonhoeffer called it, an age where God has been crowded out of the world onto a cross. Activism, pragmatism, modern rugged individualism, let's build a boat, let's build a tower. There's nothing we can't do, nowhere we can't go, if we just have enough self-reliance, to quote Emerson's famous essay. Now the theological name for this is Pelagianism. At the Reformation, it showed up in the doctrine of salvation, which said, you'll be fine if you just do the best you can. Watch the record in se est in Latin, do that which lies within you. Do the best you can. You may be shipwrecked, but you haven't lost your design and engineering skills. You can build a boat. Rescue yourself. Save yourself. And there's also the seashells, the sandcastles, the sunsets. This is neo-Gnosticism. Something to distract us, to entertain us, something to numb the pain. Karl Marx said religion is the opiate of the people. It's a word with special relevance in the midst of our own opioid crisis. And at the point of despair, some do choose to end their lives, but most of us don't. We just trudge along, leading lives of quiet desperation, huddled together in thresholds fraught with fears. Now, the message of the Reformation is, you are not alone. You have been visited on your deserted island. You have been visited by the one who made the island. The one who made you. That's what that great text we heard from Colossians is saying. There is one through whom all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth. Things you can see and things you can't. There is one in whom all things hold together in whom all things co-inhere and his name is Jesus Christ but where do we find him how do we know him in Luther's day there was an approach to understanding the Bible and talking about God in the abstract God the first cause God the final force and Jesus Christ in the abstract too Jesus the guru the healer the leader, maybe the best one on offer in your neighborhood, but still only one among many, Christus without the solus. Luther called this approach the theology of glory. And he set over against it, the theology of the cross. The theology of glory is trying to get off the island by building your own boat or trying to find the spark of divinity hidden deep within your own stairway to paradise. The theology of the cross is where God comes to you at the extremities of life. Luther is the great theologian of Advent and Christmas on the one hand and of Holy Week and Easter on the other. For the Christian life, like the liturgical calendar, hinges on these two points. Where do you find God, Luther says? In a mewling, puking baby in a manger, to use his own words. And as a newly minted grandfather with a two-month-old grandson, I can bear witness to the truth of that description. Although he's the most beautiful grandbaby in the world in a baby in a manger there you see him in a man on a tree I wish I was God Luther once said you know if I was God you know what I would do well I would call the devil in on the carpet I would tweak his nose and I would squish him right into the carpet but Luther said God is amazing he appears On earth as a vulnerable baby, helpless as an earthworm, and all hell trembles. One day Jesus Christ stood in the midst of his disciples, and he said one of the most remarkable things ever spoken by any human teacher. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I hope you feel the full embarrassment of those words because they challenge every relativism and every hedonism that marks our world today. An age which reduces principles to preferences and places pleasure above character. I am the way. I am the road. Jesus said. So to follow him is to go on a journey. Not an easy journey. It's like the pilgrim in John Bunyan's story, The Pilgrim's Progress. There are lots of twists and turns. There are dragons to meet along the way. There's a slew of despond to go through. There's a lot of trouble on this road. But it's leading to a destination to the celestial city across the river. I am the road, Jesus said. I am the truth, Jesus said. Did anyone else ever say that? Alfred North Whitehead said the history of philosophy can be understood as a series of footnotes to Plato. Well, Aristotle might disagree... So might Immanuel Kant or Hegel. But did any of them, no shrinking violence they, did any of them say, I am the truth? The boldness of it, the unheard ofness of it. I am the truth, Jesus said. The truth about time and eternity. The truth about God and the world. The truth that beats at what Yates called the deep heart's core. And I am the life, Jesus said. I have come that you might have life. And have life in abundance. You are not destined to spend your days on this deserted island all alone. Trying to build a boat playing with seashells on the shore. No, you are destined for a life of flourishing, fit for eternity. And so today, in the name of Jesus Christ, I come here to offer you this good news. Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way. Follow him through the land of unlikeness and you will see rare beasts and have unique adventures. He is the truth. Seek him in the kingdom of anxiety. You will come to a great city that has expected your return for years. He is the life. Love him in the world of the flesh and at your marriage all your occasions shall dance for joy. You know, one of the great documents of the Protestant Reformation is the Heidelberg Catechism, written in 1563. It's a series of questions in some churches, not mine, the Baptist Church, and I don't think yours, the Anglican Church, but other churches, the Dutch Reformed Church, teach this catechism to their children. Over a hundred questions and answers. Well, I'm not going to give you all 108 or so questions and answers today. I'm almost out of time. But I want to give you the first question and the first answer. The question is this. What is your only comfort in life and death? Think about it. What is your only comfort in life and in death? Answer that I with body and soul, both in life and death, am not my own, but belong unto my faithful Savior Jesus Christ, who with his precious blood has fully satisfied for all my sins, and delivered me from all the power of the devil, and so preserves me that without the will of my heavenly Father, not a hair can fall from my head. Yea, that all things must be subservient to my salvation, and therefore, by His Holy Spirit, He also assures me of eternal life and makes me sincerely willing and ready henceforth to live unto Him. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank You for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, He who is the way and the truth and the life. We thank You that He has come to rescue us and to offer us life in this world and life forever with You. So I pray that You will speak to our hearts this day and this Reformation season. Take us back to Jesus Christ, back to His cross and manger, back to his everlasting good cheer and back to the hope that he is and gives to each of us. In his name I pray. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting,